Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. What's goody, what's goody, what's goody, what's goody? Mental health check-in with Leek, season two. Season two, guys, mental health check-in with Leek. David, we definitely got to get you on the show. Definitely got to get you on the show. I have my special guests. I bring my special guests on right now. Let me see how can I... Ooh. Bringing my special guest on. Let's get it popping, guys. Let's talk mental health. Let's talk everything. You ever watch the Days of Nice? No. Hey! Hi, baby. What's going on? I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm in the Uber right now. Look at my eyelash. Oh, my gosh. My eyelash is looking terrible. <laughs> you, still look, you still look good, girl. You still thank look good. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for accepting this. This is no great. Problem. I love I love what you have going on in mental health tech, and that's beautiful. Let's, I try to do what I can do, because a lot of people, you know, we ask each other how are we doing, but nobody asks how everyone's mental health. Nobody asks that's that question. True. You know, somebody, somebody could be okay, you know, but mentally struggling and everything. So, you know, a lot of, you know, with suicide rate going up, you know, we need to ask that question more often. That is definitely yeah. true. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, you know. I appreciate the invitation. I saw that. I saw what it was about and I had no problem absolutely just accepting that. Yeah. So thank you. Thank no you problem. So actually my first question, how is your mental health? How is your mental health? My mental health. Hmm. How is it? I would say it's not the best, but I, one thing I love about it. I'm sorry for that. Um one thing I love about that is that I'm taking the steps to improve it. So um, I am in, I've been in therapy already, you know, um, I'm also making sure that I have a great support system. I have a beautiful support system, my family and my friends, they did such a great job for me. Um, once I left uh, an experience that kind of made me need that, I, I to those who didn't know, I, I um, compete on a show called Big Brother and, um, when I got the show, kind of had a lot of struggles and my family really helped in just kind of encapsulating me and, and just keeping me protected and, and helping me through that. And that's what's helped me through so much. And um, I also have a therapist that I talk to. So um, once realizing that I was struggling through some things with my mental health, I immediately make, you know, the decisions and the, the, the actions to make sure that I can be in a better place afterward, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, you know, I feel you. My mental health's been up and down, you know, struggling, but I'm, you know, still here. Um, we know you from the, you mentioned Big Brother 23, you know, shout out to the Cookout Alliance, you know, oh, thank you. time in history. <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> you know. me. Yeah, I can get crazy. Shout, shout out to all y'all. Y'all did it for the culture. You know, um, you made it to top three. Um, I do have a question about reality TV. Um, before you went on the show, right, how was your mental health? And after the show, did reality TV affect your mental health in a good way or a bad way? 
Oh, my motels is great. I was great. I, I, I was, I had super high confidence in myself. Um, I was in my career. I was in a great place. I had a lot of things coming for me. I was so, I was in a beautiful state. Um, COVID is something that affects a lot of people, but for me, I got into biking. I joined this really beautiful black owned bike club called Streets Calling. I got, I got so much, um, I was biking in, in New York City and Philly and in New Orleans and Chicago. We're biking different places. I was very happy. So my health was great. My mental health was great. I was doing great. Um, I got on the show and it's just that like the show is just different. You know, you're, you're locked in a house with 16, 15 other people. You, you're isolated from everybody else. Um, you're, you're met with some circumstances that you don't meet usually. So as a result, I did start to lose confidence. I did start to develop insecurities. And when I left the show, yeah, my mental health took a big hit. Um, something that never affected me before. So I never had anxiety before the show, but I started developing anxiety afterward. Yeah. Um, thankfully, like I said, my sister's a physician. My mom's a, a RN. Oh, wow. And I have a family of people who were able to very quickly spot things going on with me that I didn't even know was going on with myself. They told me, hey, Azza, you're struggling right now. And yeah. Sorry, I paused. I, I very quickly realized, okay, I'm struggling. I need help. And I started reaching out and figuring out how I could get that done. So with mental health, as one who struggled with myself and has friends who dealt with it, the best thing to do is spot it immediately and figure out how you can push through. Yeah, it's, that's definitely true. Um, I always like to ask reality stars, like, How's they mental health on before the show, after the show? Because you just never know with different people how it can be. Because um, it's a different experience for everybody. Um, my next question is: Growing up, was it okay not to be okay? Because I can say for me, like I couldn't speak out. You know, um, in a black community, it's very, <laughs> it's very out there that you know we got to be strong you know we're strong black men or women we can't speak about mental health that's weak you know especially as a christian man you know as growing up in a christian household i you know pray about it you know it was never go to a therapist it was just always pray about it and stuff like that you know i always think that you know we need god but we also need therapy too so like growing up was how was that for you oh well you know i'm i'm a i'm a pk so my dad's a pastor um, and then I'm African too. So my dad's an African pastor, grew up an African pastor household. So there really wasn't much speaking out. I have to say, I, I would say my relationship with my parents has improved so much more now that I can be honest with them. But growing up, I didn't have that. I couldn't like, I couldn't do that. <laughs> so I feel like I, I'm, I'm with you on that. It was hard to do that. And I didn't have that opportunity. I kept a lot of things to myself and kind of figure yeah. things out on myself, which isn't what you should do and what we should not encourage towards now, you know? That is true. That is true. Shout out to the PKs out there. <laughs> I have, I'm not That's a PK, but I know a lot of friends. My cousin is a P, my cousins are PKs and stuff. We, no, <laughs> so, we, we got a different struggle, okay? You got to give, yeah, give yeah. I appreciate you shouting them out because we have a different struggle. PKs, we go through it more than anybody else. I'm telling you. Yeah. So, and yeah, he yeah, 
boom i give a shout out to them you're right <laughs> um what is your thought around the stigma of uh, mental health like i think the stigma like i hate it you know like you know backstory a lot of people don't know my story you know i was sexually abused by um two of my male cousins so you know growing up i didn't mm -hmm. start dealing with my issues till I'm 32 now. I was 26, 27. You know, I struggled with, you know, BPD, um, PTSD, depression, suicidal thoughts, and everything. You know, I lost my mom 2019, you know, and then 2020, nine months later, I lost my sister. So, like, what do you think about stigma? Because I think, like, st stigma, I think it just needs to stop. Let people not be okay. You know, my thing is always saying it's okay not to be okay. You know, it's okay to speak up. It's okay to let you know what you said, depressed. You know, especially like men too and women, you know, what do you say about stigma? No, um, I think we should definitely fight against the stigma. I I have and I say that because I have in my adulthood have as you get older, I I don't I can't say this just me, so I have to say this might be for anybody getting older. When you get older you're gonna experience more and more people who are dealing with things that you never thought you could. I remember when I was a kid um, I always heard the fact that um, you never hear about you getting cancer. It's always your your neighbor getting cancer. But then yeah. my father got cancer, and I had to deal with that. And the same thing with mental illness. We think that that's something that's reserved for we see people who don't have a home on the street. We see the way they act, and we think that's them. No, that is something that happens in every single part of our lives, including ourselves. Mental illness is not something that is just faction to a specific minority. No, we all deal with that. And I have had multiple friends who have gone through mental health struggles, severe mental health struggles that have made me realize that this is not something that we reserve to somebody else. No, this is something that we struggle with. Everybody has struggles and traumas that they deal with and difficulties to be able to overcome them. And our difficulties to be able to overcome them is where mental illness is what comes about. And we need to stop that stigma because what really what we're watching is just people struggling. That's it. People struggling with the different issues that they've been dealt with. And there might be some people who can deal with those issues, but there are other people who are going to struggle with them. And we have to have that openness and that understanding. And I saw that especially in my me dealing with my close friends and then me in the house. Yeah. I struggled so much living in the house, but I saw other people beside me who were fine. And I realized that different traumatic experiences are different for everybody. And we have to yes. have the openness and the understanding to be there. If that's your friend, be there for your friend. Yes. Cheerlead them, help them along the way and push them forward because they just might not have a spirit that is like yours that can get through it. Does yeah. that mean that it's not as strong as yours? No, it just means that you yeah. just have a different spirit. That's it. Yeah. That's so good. Listen, that is so good. Um, like, I work, I do, like, I work for the post office, but I do, like, part-time volunteer work for NAMI. It's a national organization against mental health. Um, look it up. Everybody is, like, real good. I volunteer for NAMI Bus County in um, Philadelphia. I'm from Philadelphia, but I live in Delaware. Um, um, I volunteer for them. And being, I'm a, um, I lead support groups, different support groups. I lead a Black Minds Matter group, anxiety, depression, um, a men's group, uh, um, grief group now. And being in these groups has helped me realize everybody has different mental health issues. Mental health looks different for everybody. And I'm so thankful that I did them groups because I'm like, like, 
before that, I probably wouldn't have like any rheumatoid problems. I'd be like, that's just something small. But you got to remember, it's something small to me, maybe something big to somebody else. And people don't understand that, you know. And not everybody that has mental health problems will understand somebody that's struggling. Very true. Very true. Yeah. So, what are some coping skills that you can give to the viewers that you may use, you know? Um, uh, exercise. Okay. I so I've had I had a I had a mental health struggle just a week and a half ago and I made some different specific changes with myself. So one thing was I got into um I have been meaning to get into Pilates. Now I'm gonna tell you guys, I know you guys think we're getting Pilates because Lori Harvey said the Met Gala that she did Pilates, but I'm just gonna let you guys know that a month before that I've been thinking about doing Pilates. So it's not a thing that Lori Harvey did, even though she's great, don't get me wrong. But I started doing, I, I signed up for Pilates and um, that's one thing I think exercise helps a lot. It, it's something, especially exercises that involve like, um, what's the word, routine, Pilates, yeah. yoga, things that involve routine and getting your mind to kind of focus on those things helps a lot. And it's helped me greatly. The other thing that I decided to do was I decided to um, be a little less with um, the alcohol. I saw the alcohol was yeah. a, a, a form of self-medication for me, and I decided yeah. to take it on that too. Um, I think lessening alcohol and increasing exercise can do monumental things for your mental health. And a lot of the, at least in my experience, my friends that have gotten to some really, really difficult, like actual, like severe mental health things, it's involved them being isolated so they can't exercise and it's involved them depending on drugs and alcohol to kind of push through. So yeah. I would recommend getting those things out your life and pushing on mental yeah. and on, on exercise. And that's something that I've been doing and I've seen yeah. a lot of improvement myself. I'll do drugs though. So don't worry. I'll do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I see TJ Levin came here and gave you the thumbs up and everything, what you were just saying. Oh, I love TJ. Oh, oh, I'm not supposed to say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't hear you. I, I was about to say, I think a poster was posted today. So I don't know. I, you know. I don't know. Look, I can't say yeah. nothing about that. So I, yeah, it's great. <laughs> that's, for another, that's, that's for another conversation. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but, just hit um, me up at the end of the week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, what what do you say about somebody that wants to try out for reality TV, right? You know, what do you tell them, like, how can they protect their mental health? You know, like, going on there because like i said experience is different for everybody i talked to you know people from the challenge you know my friend brandon nelson um paulie califori um my friend um marlon williams and stuff like that they all had different you know feedback about going on reality tv what you should do to prepare for your mental health you know some people come off they should see a therapist you know what do you what do you suggest i i, I you probably see my face i don't know anything's gonna like there's nothing that's good. I this is the only thing I wish I knew what to prepare for. Like, okay. reality television. All the only thing I can tell you to prepare for is just to tell you what you're gonna get. Reality yeah. television is going to, um, you're gonna you. One thing about reality television is you're gonna understand your flaws very quickly. Yeah. You're gonna, your flaws will be revealed to yourself very quickly because you have everyone on you so yes. you don't have that time to forget about anything or whatever so you're going to be able to see your weaknesses very well but 
that's the bad thing that you should be prepared for because not only you will see that, but everyone else is going to see that and form opinions based off of that. So be prepared for that. Um, be prepared that uh, I didn't know what I was signing up for. Be prepared you're signing up for a lot. You're, you're going to struggle. You're like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You will struggle mentally after after whatever reality television show you decide to do. So that's one thing to let you all know. Like, you're going to struggle. I never knew that. I thought I was a huge fan of Big Brother. I thought Big Brother was a game. And I thought I was going to come in playing a game. And I was like, okay, this is a game. Cool, cool, cool. It's yeah. a game. And when I got in, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is much more than a game. It's not a game. It's much more than a game. Yeah. Don't think about it as a game. It'll be much more than a game. And you're going to struggle. So that's the, I guess that's the best thing I can tell people to prepare for. Like, be prepared for the fact that it's not a game and you're going to struggle and you will just be prepared to struggle. That's it. Yeah. Even for like the viewers, like that watch, watches reality TV. Sometimes we got to, um, how can I say, check ourselves, you know, because I wasn't a fan of Paulie at first, right? <laughs> Cause stand up because mm -hmm. of the hood with Dave Vaughn argue. I feel like I had a special connection with Dave Vaughn, but I got to know him and he's like a cool person and stuff like that. And I feel like our fans, we judge off of like, edited scenes you know we just judge and stuff like that and we need to stop judging um yeah i, I was so bad with that. That. <laughs> I that, but i i know that like i'm never going to be able to i'm never yeah. going to be able to convince anybody not to not like yeah. not to to like me you know what i'm saying it's when people get to know me and oh okay yeah. she has a personality and they see that outside the show but the way that it's going to be presented to you, you're never going to be able to convince anybody. So all yeah. I can do is just offer advice for those who want to be there to just yeah. be prepared. And I, I, I've been very humbled in that because I was a super fan and I watched all the seasons. I knew who Frenchie was before the show because he's a big Twitter person. I was on Twitter. Yeah. I, I was very, very involved in anything that had to do with Big Brother. And still I was not prepared for what came at me. And I played the game very differently from what someone would expect from a super fan. So just yeah. know that you, you're not, you be, don't be surprised if your body reacts a different way from what you thought. And two, be yeah. prepared for whatever comes afterward. Yes. Cause like my mental health was like, I was, listen, I was <laughs> rooting for all y'all, you know, when it was the cookout. And I do have one question for you to ask about that whole cookout thing. What sure. do you say to the people, you know, because I disagree with this, right? What do you say to the people that said the cookout was racist? What do you say? Yeah, no, I've answered this question before. Um, race, reverse racism doesn't exist. So racism cannot exist against a people that has already been marginalized and has been put Thank at you. a particular place. So you can't call it that. You want to call it discrimination? Yeah. Okay. You want to call it bias? Sure. But you cannot call yeah. racism. That doesn't exist. So that's number one. Number two, um, I look at the way that everyone in the cookout played the game. I look at the fact that nobody outside the cookout can sit there and say that we were disgusting towards them, that we treat them disrespectfully, that we called them names compared to an animal. And when you look at people, black people specifically that have been ostracized from the game and have been put outside of alliances for nothing but game reasons, that is yes. what's happened. That's what's happened. So we made a decision. And if you saw the struggle on every single person's faces, I didn't want to, I didn't rock with my alliance like that. 
I just knew I had to do what I had to do because I'm on Twitter. Show historically treat black people like crap, to be quite frank. And I did not want to take part in that, yes. which is why I decided to. And if no one can understand that, I can only. and wish for their understanding because I got what needs to be done done. We had the black one that we need to have and we accomplished the mission that we felt needed to happen and yeah. we didn't do it in a way that was disrespectful. So there's nothing that I have to talk to anybody about. I was not racist because racism, in my opinion, reverse racism doesn't exist. I, I, I operated from me deciding to work with an alliance, which is what everyone does in the game. So that's just how I feel yes. personally. Yes, I'm glad you said that. Cause even my cousin, my cousin Brittany is on here. We was talking about that every time I wake up. We talk about work. I'm like, did you see Black Rebel? I'm like, you see the people saying that stuff? You know, well, we was like, so like y'all made everybody proud. That was so dope. Kudos to you. You you were like so nice on there. I'm like, I so nice. She likes to have a girl that you can hang out with, and have fun. Like she would be nice to everybody. She would give your shirt off her back. Like she like the nice person. And it showed well, on reality you. TV. You know, it showed that it seemed like that's how you really are in person. It showed that on reality TV. I appreciate oh, that. Yeah. Thank you. No, no problem. No problem. <laughs> Did you um? I'm saying mental health. Um, what do you think about um? You know. I'm about to go into like a touchy subject. If I just want to make a message out there, anybody that's struggling with suicide or suicide or suicide, I thought you could call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at um, 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. You know, if you know anybody that's struggling, just make sure they call that number. They get some help. They have a call. You could check and everything. Um, what do you say? I don't know if you ever struggle with suicide. You know, me, I struggled with suicide um, recently. Probably yesterday, I had suicidal thoughts past, past couple of weeks. Because, you know, I'm a sexual assault survivor. And yeah. that trauma, like, eats at your head. So what do you say that to someone who's struggling with suicide? I am so sorry about that. I, I have not. I've struggled with depression. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the only time I struggled with suicidal thoughts was I found out was a side effect from the medication. So um, I have not, but in that small experience, because it was very strange to me and I never interacted it before and I was like, what is going on? That's yeah. when I figured out that it was that. That was the one time, just that one time I had that. And um, I'm so sorry for whom that's happening to. And yeah. um, I've struggled with depression and I know how depression, I know for me how depression has been to eat at my mind and has been able to kind of just like attack like whatever growth yeah. I've been able to have is with either and I can see how suicidal thoughts can do the same thing and the thing that we forget in depression where I feel suicidal thoughts think the same thing is we have an army of people who care for us you know it's I've been in my deepest darkest moments and in just one instance I turned to my mom and I just like just cry out every to my mom and my mom is there and my mom like stays there for for 48 hours like after the show i really struggled i had points when i really struggled and i thought i was alone i really truly thought i was isolated alone and i happened to call my mom and then my mom came over and my mom just cared for me for like for three days non-stop like i was a baby and 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 treated me so well and everything i'm like wait i have a baby 
and that's when I was reminded of people, and that's what I want people yeah. who struggle with suicide to know and realize that they have an army, they have people who care for them and love them. You know, these yeah. these dark thoughts let us think in our head we have nobody and nobody cares about us, and nobody wants to be around us, and nobody cares if we're born, then life will go on. No, that's not the case. We have people that love us, that care for us, that want to protect us, that care nothing about, and if we if we left this earth, they would be distraught. Abs my mother would be absolutely distraught if I left the earth. And that's the same thing for so many of the people who are here. Like, they would be so distraught. And we have to like, even in those dark moments, I just pray and ask any of you just to call, like, whether it's your mom, your dad, your friend, just call them and just let them know how you're feeling. That's it. Just do that. And I promise you that person will show up. That person will make themselves known and make things okay. And like, we just need to know that. I, I know I needed to know that. And I, I can only offer that to any anybody who's going through those difficult times. Yeah. I'm glad that mm -hmm. you said that, you know, su like suicide is definitely not the answer, you know. Even though thoughts come in my head, you know, I gotta keep saying it to people, say it to myself, you know, reach out one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. That's one eight hundred two seven three eight two fifty five. You know, anybody in crisis or just going through any suicide relation, make sure you call that number and get them help. It's better to have a somebody always told me it's better to have a mad friend than a dead friend. Somebody told me that. Um my next my next question for you, you know, we talked about working out. How, like, explain to the viewers how working out can definitely help with um, mental health. Because I remember when I was working out, and it definitely did help my mental health. Like, I wasn't depressed. I, it was like, I was like, I guess when I was depressed, I would take it out and working out. Can you just let them know how? Yeah. yeah, well, I was wondering, like, I was like, why was I so happy before I got in the house, before I got in the Big Red House last year? And I was like, I was biking three times a week. I was doing 25 miles, 50 miles a week. Like I was doing centuries. I did a hundred miles in one day at one point. I was constantly in a place where my endorphins could be in a high place. And in having that, having your mind honestly in that active spot, it just helped me to, it just flourished in other places in my life. When I got back from the show, I just wanted to stay alone. And I just stayed in my house and I didn't, I, I didn't bike, I didn't do anything. And those depressive thoughts started to come in. But as soon as I started to decide to, like I said, do Pilates, I would see my mental state after Pilates. And like, I did not have that constant state of anxiety in my head as like I did before or in my heart, that heart rate going up. I was just fine. And I was like, oh, this is something. And I looked it up and I'm like, yeah, this is like, this helps. This definitely helps. Like you, you, you just need to be able to keep your mind off of things even if it's knitting, but I still would, I still would encourage, you know, having that outward exercise, the endorphins getting in and all that stuff gets you in a state of like, you're not thinking of, you're not, you don't have time to worry about the moment because anxiety is just, for me at least anxiety is worrying about something. And I don't have time to worry about something if I'm working out, I can't worry about that. So I don't have yeah. that time to put on my brain, you know? I don't have the time to, whether it's suicide, that's, you don't have the time to think about what's going on in yourself. You're too busy yeah. trying to get the 20 mile or 50 mile, 30 mile, whatever it is, if you're biking or whether it's your, your working out, Pilates, getting that pose, staying in that pose for 30 seconds, and you don't yeah. think about that stuff. And you're already in that, in that heightened sense of accomplishment once you finish it. Yeah. 
I definitely agree. You know, working out, like, I don't work out that much, but working out definitely helps with your mental health. I always ask anybody that I bring onto my show about working out and mental health, and they say the same, basically the same thing. And um, another thing I want, you know, me and you to go into um, therapy, you know, I want to talk about how important it is to have a therapist. Um, a therapist is important, guys, you know. I want to let you know that all therapists is not for you, but if you keep searching for that right therapist, you will find that therapist. I've been through a, I had a therapist that told me that he couldn't help me and I was mad, but I respected it because he said he didn't want to hurt me. Um, I've been going to my therapist for two years, you know, um, therapy is good, you know, God is good, but also therapy and that mixed together is also good. My therapist, you know, is an ordained minister, so I get the best of both worlds. I get the Christian aspect and I get the therapy aspect, you know. Um, just talk about how therapy, I know you talked about it later, I mean, earlier, but talk about how important therapy is to you and how's it been going for you. Now, therapy is important because I, you can't, I, I feel like a lot of us in the black community, at least, we don't believe in therapy in the African yes. community. And um, I kind of, in 2017, when things happened in my family, because, I mean, black community be crazy, Africans be crazy, crazy, okay? And I was like, all right, I got to figure out this stuff is happening in my life. So I got a therapist. And it helped me a lot. And having, think about this, like, your friends, I'm not listening to my friends all the time. I really am. And I don't mind yeah. being there. But as a listener, I'm not a therapist. Like, your yeah. friends, you probably have your friends. Me, myself, I have my friends sound out on and hash out on and say, oh, this will happen, this what this person did to me. But they're not therapists. And honestly, you honestly are yeah. emotionally dumping on them a lot of stuff because they care about you. So when you're telling them these things that are happening to them, that this person did to them, that's affecting yeah. them too because it, it, it's sad for them to see you going through that. But yeah. going to a therapist you have that equal objective ground of, okay, well, this person doesn't know where I'm at, where I'm from, and can give me a complete objectivity with no bias or wherever. And that's where therapy is really able to help and give you that sound voice reason because if they're telling you what to do with no bias, yes. you know that's the right thing to do. Just a bit drop yes. On yes, guys. Make sure you guys get into therapy. I always say that getting into therapy, I did that like, um, like, PSAs, like I have friends sending videos and I always put that line in there, make sure you get into therapy. Therapy is a must. Um, they're there, you know, some of them there to get paid, but some of them really do care about you. Like, you know, get your therapist. My therapist tells me I could text them anytime. I'm going through something, even though I don't utilize that, I need to start doing it, but you know, they are out there to help you. So I got like two more questions for you that will be done. Um, next question yeah. is, um, what, um, what can you tell someone on this live or out there that's scared to uh, speak mm -hmm. about their mental health struggles, what can you tell them? What advice can you give them? I will, I will definitely, the first advice, I'm sorry, I'm getting my car, so I'm not, okay. I'm not distracting, getting my car. Um, thank you. The first advice I will give them is to, one, please make sure to not stay alone. Like, the yes. more that you're isolated, the more that you're alone is the more that your thoughts can get to you and you can get to a more detrimental place, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, it so does. The first thing I'm going to say is, whether it's your best friend that you can reach or your mom, for me, it's my mommy. I call her mommy. I'm 31, but I still call her mommy, you know? If it's your mommy, if it's your best friend, if it is your, your father, if it's your boyfriend, have that anchor and reach out to that anchor and talk to them. 
and tell them where you're at. You need to find your anchor, and that's the first thing because we don't know, you know, unfortunately in this world, we don't know, like, whether anybody's going to be able to get through in time, but at least your anchor is going to know your whereabouts every single point in time. That's the first thing. Second thing I'm going to say is besides taking a good reflective thought about your life, um, really look into seeking out therapy. And if you can't afford therapy, look into how your city can give you free therapy because there are options for that too. Let me sit down. There are options for that too and being able to seek out um, therapy from the city. I, I live in D.C. and I know that they offer a lot of great mental health stuff for, yeah. for people in the city who can't afford it, whether they don't have um, health insurance or whatever. So really honestly try to Ignore the stigma, ignore what's been told to us people as black people for the longest time and seek out therapy. Because having that objective opinion is gonna help you with so much. Yeah, that's so true. It's it's um something that you said that stuck out to me that I was struggling with yesterday that I didn't do, you know, isolation, staying in, in your own thoughts, you know, staying by yourself. Isolation is the devil, you know. Um you definitely do have to get out there and just reach out to somebody. Um, and I want to put something in the chat. Um, you guys can go to naomibuckspa.org. We have free online support groups. You know, it's free. It's not therapy. We're not mental health professionals. We're just trying to be in there to help people and stuff. Like we're certified to help people, but we're not mental health professionals. So, you know, you guys want to go to naomibuckspa.org. Um, there are free support groups. You know, my, um, oh, I'm sorry, they changed it. It's um, Saturday through Thursday, free support group. They have also have a warm line available, 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time if you guys need it. Um, just inbox me, I'll give you the number. They're available 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily. Um, yeah, I would say this, like what Ozzy said, I would just say just reach out, you know, make sure you speak up, you know. Um, um, don't worry if, you know, you speaking up gets you, you know, shunned by your family or just like people laugh at you. As long as that you're fighting for yourself, that's all that matters, that you're still here, you know you know, suicidal thoughts of depression, anxiety, you know, I know COVID has caused a lot of people like with anxiety and stuff after COVID or just depression. You know, when I COVID first started, I thought it was perfect. I was like, I'm being a house, I'm a house person. No, that was not the case. <laughs> I realized that I had to, I had realized I had a lot of struggles that I had to deal with. But um, yeah, but next, tell us what's going on with you next. Like what's going on? I know you got an event tomorrow, I believe, right? Is it an event you have tomorrow? No, no, that's July 4th, July 6th. Oh. I'm actually, um, my friend, so funny, he was videotaping me. I'm actually in New York. I'm looking at the venue where we're having our event yes. July 6th. That's why I'm in New York. But I'm usually in D.C., yeah. Um, but That's I'm promoted. In New York. <laughs> yes, um, I have um, House Chops, which is the, uh, that's the event where you can try my food, um, watch the new season of Big Brother with the new season of Housecast, and this new season of The Challenge is coming to the USA. Um and I got a great DJ where we can have some good vibes, too. So that's going to be July 6th. I came up here just to, to look at the venue and kind of do some logistics stuff. So that's why I'm up here. But I'm usually in D.C. Well, shout out to you. I can't wait to you um, do the season. I can't wait. Uh, what is it? I can't wait to Big Brother. I didn't know. The, I forgot around June the new season comes on every summer. Me and my cousin always yep. like Yeah, July. Around this we time, I'm preparing to go in the house. Yeah. Yeah. And then they got the CVS um, challenge. I saw Tiffany on the poster and Derek X, I believe, on the poster. Yeah, I saw them on yeah, the I saw them, right. I saw them on the poster that TJ Lavin posted today. And yeah, that's so <laughs> yeah. Cool. 
Yeah, I saw yeah. that today. Yes, you know, um, <laughs> I'm excited for the Big Brother people that be on yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to be like, fun, right? Yeah, listen, I can't wait to it come on because, you know, I was always like team Big Brother on the regular MTV Challenge, and I just always wonder why people hate on them and stuff like where that. Where are you based? Where are you based? Philadelphia. Uh, I live in Delaware, York. but I'm from Philly. Yeah, I live in Delaware, okay. but I'm from Philly. Come to New York, bro. <laughs> I'm going to have to come up there one of those days. I love New York City. I'll come up. I'll give me a free ticket. Come up. Okay, I'll come up. I'll definitely come up. I'll definitely come up. Yeah. Just let I me know what the date. I got a good time. I got a great DJ. Oh, definitely. I definitely will come up. <laughs> I'll definitely put in the ticket and everything. I definitely will come up. But um, So, yeah, that's all for the day. Um, I thank you for coming on here. I thank you for, you know, talking about mental health. You know, a lot of people don't talk about it, you know the struggle out here but i'm glad that you coming from you know your background you know being african beautiful african woman Thank reality, you. you know being on big brother you know whatever future reality shows you got going on that's coming you know being a reality star i'm glad you was able to come on and talk to people you know a lot Thank of people look up so to much. you i appreciate it and please you, um looking forward to connect with you okay thank you so much for the invite yes. all right thank you you have a nice day thank you bye guys bye everyone bye bye <laughs>